Welcome to From the Factory Floor, the Football Factory Podcast. I'm Stephen Karowitz, and tonight, despite how hard we try not to, yeah, it's a lot of Arsenal. But we also get in some Chelsea, some United, and a heck of a lot of Spurs. And we're getting a little bit about Lake Erie. So sit back, relax, and John Stones is not going to Italy. It's time for From the Factory Floor. Footballing brain from the new NY Gooners, Barry Sherrington. Hello, Barry. Uh, hello, everyone. Say it, say it, say it, say it. Uh, which bit? All about the Benjamins. It's all about the Benjamins. I'm going to leave, I leave a little space on either side of that. Zach, that's for you. Uh, joining us from the beautiful city of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, a state so nice, surrounded both ends and high in the middle. Zach Wassing. Hello, Zach. I can leave after that. Good night, everybody. <laughs> And, oh damn! I've just I've just been nice to a Tottenham fan. <laughs> and uh, from the NY Blues, my scheme worked. <laughs> Fernando De Leon, hello, Fernando. Hello. Um. Yeah. So we're deciding that it's funny to listen to Barry say Americans isms in his very <laughs> very posh um, Doncaster accent. Um, <laughs> But uh, and for those of you who have never seen Catherine Tate, the Catherine Tate show, she does a whole mm. bit about what is it? The Doncaster. Uh, it's like a flag team in, in Doncaster. Anyway, yeah, highly recommend the Catherine Tate show. <laughs> you know, last week, Zach, we, we did the combo Premier League Red Bulls and we talked about Arsenal. And the week before that, we talked about Arsenal. So let's shake things right. up a little bit. And hey, guys, let's talk about Arsenal. Um, it looks Can like I start, actually? Huh? Can I start about yeah. Arsenal just real quick? Yeah. My favorite part about the match was before kickoff, Wenger's doing his pregame interview, right? And all he's talking about is we can't give up set pieces. They're so good on set pieces. We practiced this. We watched film. 46% of whatever it was of their goals have been scored on set pieces in league play this year. And y'all gave up two set piece goals. Oh. It's, it's like this. It was like comical in in a way, hard to watch. Like even from my vantage point of like, I kind of feel sorry for the old man at this point. That it, it, you know, it's that old uh, Jose Mourinho story about Balotelli gets the yellow card in the first half and he has no one to sub off for him, so he goes to him at halftime and spends the entire break saying. Mario, I can't risk you. Don't get a yellow. And he gets a yellow the first minute. <laughs> that's what this was. And it was just, that. that's that's my opening take on Arsenal is I actually feel sorry for Arsenal at this point. Fernando, where do you stand? Because I really was genuinely wondering, like, is it just now pathetic? Is it just pathetic now? Um, I don't know if it's pathetic. I mean, I, <clears throat> I think... It's obviously uh, enjoyable for people from Chelsea and Tottenham. Yeah, but, you know, I, I also think... Um, this is first of all what's happening with Arsenal right now I think is just uh, penance for all of the things they haven't done uh, for the last 10 years um, you know they, no one has challenged Wenger um, and you know I, and I have to give because I heard Lee Dixon say this comment uh, on NBC uh, SN a couple weeks ago ever since David Dean left Arsenal um there's been no one at the club to challenge Wenger on how he does things, and why are we signing this guy, or why aren't you? Aren't, why aren't we signing these guys? 
And I feel that he's been unchecked for so long that this is why he doesn't understand why people question his um, his leadership. But that's I mean, why I, I, I got to cut you off. That's we've, we've gone through this. You know, everybody talks about we have to remember what Wenger did for the club. And clearly he really and there was a point at which he really knew what he was doing. And that hasn't changed. But yes, it has changed. Since David Dean got run out of the club, we have never been the same. It got masked by the fact that David Dean got run out of the club at the same time that we were building the new stadium. So we didn't realize that we thought that's all it was. David Dean was the guy. And and by the way, David Dean had a finesse banger. He didn't have any control over him. But he finessed him, and he was his deal maker. He was the guy who Wenger said, you know, I want that. And, and Dean went out with his connections, and he got that. Um, and that is – I've always loved David Dean, and that to me is the shocking thing that we have never that, – that nobody's ever looked at that. You know, and the, the English media is so crap that they've never really analyzed just what a loss that was. We've, we've been looking at – We've been looking every year. We get a story. When will they finally replace Vieira? The replacement question is when will they replace Dean? And they never have. Dick Law is no replacement for David Dean. Yeah, I mean uh, you're right. And, and, but again, the the larger point is that Arsenal as a football club have accepted, uh, you know, th- this uh, decline as long as they make the Champions League. And you know, every year for the last couple of years, Arsenal have had embarrassing defeats in the league or in the cup. So this isn't in, in the Champions League as well. This is These aren't isolated incidents where, you know, the, the fact of the matter is that no one was surprised that Arsenal lost both legs to Munich 5-1. It was just a surprise at how just truly awful it looked. You know? I, I don't think anyone would have said that that's not possible. Um, I, I just think when you actually see it in reality – the, the car crash that was both of those uh, ties. I mean, it just really, you know, you, you have to question everything the club is doing. Barry, talk, Barry. <laughs> That's um, it. Just cut him off after that. Yeah. that be, let's move on. That should be it. I, I think we're just, you know, when, when Chelsea and Tottenham were going through various organisational issues. Arsenal used to crow about their organisation and uh, how they got things right and we were winning stuff and all that. So some of this should be no surprise that it's rebounding now because we spent a long time laughing about it. And, and sooner or later, those teams, those clubs, were going to sort things out one way or the other. I mean, you know... The interesting thing, if you look at Spurs and Chelsea, they both have um, owners slash uh, shareholders, boards or whatever, who have laid down a marker as to what they want to do. Uh, Tottenham, it's always been about playing the Tottenham way, whatever that was, that everyone seemed to have a general idea of what it could be. And they've always tried to stick to it. They haven't had always the organisation and the the scouting and the training and stuff to fulfil it. But, you know, in recent years, it seems like they finally got what they wanted. Um, Chelsea, Abramovich has always been very clear about what he wanted and what he wanted a Chelsea side to look like. 
and, and more importantly, what he wanted them to uh, do as far as achievements concerned. He's always laid down a marker, and he's been quite brutal about it. I mean, if you think about it, um, uh, what's his name? Um, Di Matteo won the... Uh, was it UEFA or Champions League? I can't remember. The Champions League. League. Champions League. Yeah. He was gone not long after that. Um, you know, you look at Ancelotti, double winning, gone. Um, even Mourinho. Mourinho, you know, for all his, uh, you know, Judas is still the most popular, is still the most successful Chelsea manager, which was quite funny, I thought. But... Um, uh, you know that whole thing that he he did there. Um, you know he's the, Abramovich has always been firm on it. The, the 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 Arsenal hierarchy have been like our namesake of the Highbury Library. They've never said anything, even even in the days of David Dean. You know, I know you bring that up as a, a halcyon time, but he didn't do that much in terms of. You know, a lot of it, I think, was just Wenger coming in with a new broom, turning things around, changing the way things were done. And he just hit that sweet spot at that time where managers did have eh, pretty much carte blanche to do what they want. In this day and age now, I think the job is too big for a manager to do on his own. And, you know, Wenger, unfortunately, I think has just become a little bit stale. Um, the, the players you could see at the weekend and in the Bayern matches have become deaf to what he says. They're not, they're not really, you know, if they are working on training, they're either downing tools. There's, there's only one of three things, and they're all as bad as each other, really. They're either downing tools and not doing as they're told, they're not remembering what they were told, or... They're just really not good enough to carry out what they're being told. Can, can I ask you guys a question? Because I was just thinking about this today. If Arsene Wenger managed Chelsea next year, w- do you think he can win the title with Chelsea? Absolutely. Okay. No question. Do, w- would you say that's more to do with the squad or the fact that Wenger would actually add something there or is he oh, just no, no, riding no, on the coattail of the squad? More to do with the squad. Okay. I think I look, think it's he's built this, this he <clears throat> managing I still think he can manage. He built this squad and I think that he that, that that he's brought in a lot of players who don't deserve to be there, but worse, a lot of the younger player a lot not a lot of the homegrown players, he hasn't done what he should have done with them. Um he he I don't know where he lost the skill to build players, but he lost <laughs> We talked about that. A couple, we talked about that last week. You and I. It's yeah. been happening gradually, and it really, I think that's his downfall, uh, more so than anything else. You, you know, we look at Leicester, and oh, my, I'm so sick and tired of hearing about Claudio Ranieri should have been to the quarterfinal, and what a tragedy it was. How'd Leicester look this past weekend? They looked alright to me. And yes, Michael, you know, is heroic right now, and Vardy's found his scoring ways again. But something needed to be done. It's not fair. Needed to be this a kick up the backside. And yeah, this is sports. Claudio couldn't. If we change managers now, I, I'm sure you'd probably see an uptick because all of a sudden, I agree. People would be going, "Oh my god, yeah. Edgar's gone. Oh crap, we're not safe after all. We're not. You know, we we could be out of the door in the summer. 
right now this whole and and you know this whole I've made my decision and you'll see. But no, none of those bloody reporters had the balls to say, well, why aren't you telling us? That was the question that was on my mind when I saw that interview with him. You know, saying, oh well, I know what I'm going to do. You'll know soon enough. We know. Why won't you tell now? We know. You know. The only hope that Arsenal fans, I I think, yeah, that's what it is. And that's the problem is that. And this is the really sad bit, I think, because I don't think there'll be a director of football no. because he won't put up with it. Because if he is a director of football, it's going to be like Steve Bold or whoever else that or comes Robert in. Ivan Gazidis. Robert Perez <coughs> no, 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 is who no, they're but, talking about no, because but, Robert Perez has no background in football. No, but it, it's not even that. It's the fact that Wenger will be in their interview. Yeah. Picking them. Well, and, I mean, and laying down the guidelines, effectively, for what they should be doing. You know, after those two headers, you can't tell me that a defender, a central defender like Steve Bold would not be going absolutely apeshit over giving up two headers like that. Identical headers. Identical. Man unmarked charging in headers. You know, it doesn't matter whether it's zonal or whether it's man-to-man marking or whatever. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got everything to do with following the plan. And, and, you know, getting caught once, fine. I'll give you the first one. Yeah. Getting I caught agree. by the same player the second time, you know. If, if I was Steve Bolt, I'd be up there ripping them a new one. But he's not allowed he's to. He's not allowed to. No, he's, he's a... He's, he's, he's you know, a because buddy. the Wenger way is to quietly say to the guys, you know what you should be doing. Well, I, and I just want to say something quickly. I, mm. I, I think uh, one scary thing I read was Giroud was quoted as saying he wanted him to say, stay. Of course he does. And... And yeah, and I, to me that's scary because Giroud knows, of course, of course he wants him to say he plays me. The next guy isn't going to play right. me; he's going to sell right. me. The next guy and, is going to go. You're a West Brom player. You're an Everton. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, that's why there needs to be a yeah. team because Giroud knows uh, if he stays, too I'm going to play. Too exactly. Yes. Yes. And and you know, the, unfortunately, that is one of the things about any dynasty, any regime long-term regime is that the people in there become too comfortable you know um my my mentor in in work life for a while uh, always said after three years you should be completely reinventing yourself and clearing everyone out clearing everything out almost and you know changing things and going back to basics Wenger hasn't really done that yeah Wenger has not done that in, in in every three years you look at and it sounds like I'm sucking the bloody Man United dick here, but look at what Ferguson did yep. with his, his sidekick. His number two, every couple of three years, got changed around. You, you can reel them all off that were there. Um, you know, Kidd, um, oh, bloody hell. Um, McLaren, Kiros. McLaren, Kiros, yeah. Kiros, you know, you go through the list. They, 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 even if they did come back after a little while, you know, but they went away. They, they got kicked out. Basically, they, you know, he turned his backroom staff over, um, and and that's what Wenger's never really done. I don't think. You know, you look at Steve Bold's been there for how many years now? Five, six, seven? I don't know. It's it's been a while. Um, and before that, it was what um, I can't even remember who it was. Now it's been that long. Pat Rice. You, he's, Pat Rice. Yeah, Pat Rice had been there since. And Pat Rice thought I remember nothing. Pat Rice hmm. was a good guy, but he did nothing but look pretty in a pair of shorts. Um, yeah. All right, 
So anyway, that's that's. I mean, the only other thing I want to say about the whole Arsenal thing this weekend is we proved ourselves. Well, initially I thought we were proving ourselves to be doubly wanky about two bloody planes. I mean, who else can put two bloody planes up in the air? Really. You know, it's bad enough having one horrible point of view, but then go and put the other side. Ooh, we're balanced. But then someone else said, well, maybe it was a Tottenham thing. <laughs> hey, so I'd rather just believe, remember. I'd rather could... believe that conspiracy theory that, of course, you know, maybe Veng, um, Tottenham, Chelsea, Man United, Liverpool all said, no, we really want him to stay because we're guaranteed fourth place if he stays there. And so they all put the funds up to have a play- second plane going, respect Wenger, keep him there. At least it wasn't a pro Ralph for USA playing <laughs> because those at MLS Cup are just I can't believe any dork would actually spend money on that. But God bless them. We've seen it before. So it could always be worse. Um, but there we go. There we go. It's just, uh, let's move on. It's to not going to change. Let's move on to Spurs. Um. 2-1 against South... I, I have to be honest with you. I basically watched... The, I couldn't even bring myself to watch the highlights. Or I did, but I didn't pay attention to them. So, <laughs> Zach, <laughs> you, beat, you beat Southampton? It, it's really nice to... You know, I am his harshest critic with Christian Eriksen. And when he wasn't performing during the first half of the year, I'd be the first guy to point it out, whether I was online or writing about it or coming on here. And with Kane out, he's been just fantastic. He scored that... You know, distance goal. I mean, decent on his left foot, of all things. But even better was, I don't know if you guys saw, that no-look pass he played that was so beautiful. Mm. Even Son didn't see it coming. He's like, wait, what? And play him right through, and dude didn't make the right run because Erickson juked everybody. But he was great. The three at the back is, you know, Vertonghen and Adebayo fall down on the same play. They're probably going to give up a goal, and that's what happened. Um, But you have... You've got this weird partnership up front with them still that I still think they're not sure what they're going to do because Sun is not – he's he's streaky, but I just don't trust him long enough, I guess. You're not going to – I don't know. I guess you could give Jansen a run out after the break. What are the, it's Burnley, who have actually been pretty decent at home this year. I want to say they're like sixth at home in the whatever, soccerstats.com or whatever has the home and away. Uh, Premier League tables. I I love watching Harry Winks. He's really coming along nicely. Uh, you got to think he's going to compete for a uh, spot in the starting eleven next season. But that's something to think about. You know, later. Guy about, little Spursy. Talking about him breaking into England. Into Spain. Talking about him breaking into Spain because of his grandparents. Oh right. Yeah, that's not. Gonna yeah. Happen. You guys get a little carried away sometimes. Um, I don't know if you know. Right. That. Um, no, that was Dyer's thing as well, wasn't it? For a while, was it Dyer? I don't remember. I think Dyer also had a, a there was a question about where he was going to play because of his uh, uh, heritage and where he'd been trained and stuff. Hey, speaking of heritage, son, son was uh, racially abused in Millwall. I know that's right. Shocking, yeah. absolutely yeah. shocking. Kelsey we didn't even really talk about that. We kind of, well, what do they do? Are they? I honestly, I'd kind of forgotten about it. I mean, apparently there was also hissing at Millwall, allegedly. That's just their beer bellies going up and down. 
No, I mean, where's the surprise? Yeah. Low lives. Yeah, just, I mean, Fernando, you got nothing to chip in on that? I mean, come on. Waiting on you for that. Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I, 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 I think we all know uh, what what <laughs> what the appropriate response should be, but I just, you know, um, I don't know. It's just kind of like depressing, you know? Yeah, it's just it's, yeah, isn't it? Uh, it's like you know, we're this you know, but the weird thing is like the, the, we all knew in 1995, no one, you know, that that things shouldn't be the way they are, and yet here we are right now, with everything available to us, and still the same. So I mean, it's just um, that's disappointing. That is what I would, you know, is my uh, take on that. But hey, it's uh, Zach. At least you'll get to watch who are you guys playing in the summer, Roma. Red Bull Arena? Uh, uh, yeah, Rome is a Red Bull Arena. I think City's in Nashville, and it's someone in Orlando. I'd have to go back and look. They, Ledley King and uh, people who know Ledley King are really bad at keeping secrets, so we knew about New York yesterday, and then I think probably NY Spurs uh, knew about the other two. Nashville um, had been rumored for some time. They really want to kind of expand the brand away from the same old cities. They've got... I don't know why they're going back to Red Bull Arena with the size of NY Spurs and Toronto and LA and even Chicago have really good support. I figured they'd maybe even try like something Texas or what Michigan. I know they've played international uh, matches before. So, uh, but they're going to have a game in uh, Sioux City, Iowa. Big hot <laughs> bed. Hey, Michigan drew like what? A hundred thousand. Yeah, when they, they hosted a match, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, yeah, they should go there. Know, no, they should. The thing is, like, they have to do New York. I and, you know, I, I've told these stories before. One of the reasons they kind of have to do New York is, the players demand it. The players want to go somewhere where they can go shopping. Um, so, Not if they have to do that stupid EA Sports media event that they had to do the last time they were in New York. Yeah, so that's why um, Florida. Um, you know, they, right. they always go Los Angeles, Miami, um, yeah. New York, um, and LA. Um, they've got a, you know, it's like, this is a chore for them. Um, well, you saw the big, um, the big news is the, uh, Man- city derby, yeah, the Manchester derby. derby. That's what I was just going to say. And the Classico. Classico's and, in And the, the second, only the second El Clasico outside of, uh, Spain. La 82 is the one. Did you see what they're charging for that? Oh, I couldn't imagine. Three hundred for nosebleeds. Yeah, and yeah. they'll get it. And they'll, they'll get, get it. They, as prob- well. they probably will. Um, the um, I, speaking of Manchester United, Zach, I guess this is for you. If anybody wants to jump in, I do want to very quickly. Bastian Schweinsteiger to Chicago is the stupidest thing I've seen MLS do. Well, okay, let's. It's MLS. So it's the stupidest thing I've seen MLS do this week. Um, he He's not a number 10 where they're going to play him. They paid $4.5 million for him. And they have. Those are their two best positions. They got Dax and Janino. And they're younger than him. It's just, who do you think? Who do you, who do you think's going? Dax. Of those? Yeah. Well. It's a cold world we live in. It's a cold world we live in, and Chicago don't draw no fans. That's what it is. Oh, is that and what it is? he became available. They, they 
have horrible I mean, I support the, the fire. Now, in fairness, the fire have been an awful organization. Like we talk about, we talked about the things Red Bulls have done to their fans off the pitch. Chicago have been trashed to their fans on and off the pitch. So things could be worse, Red Bull fans, if you thought we were too harsh on the club last week. It's, you know, they got to do something. And I, I don't know, honest, I know about Chicago Spurs. I don't know about support of any other clubs. Uh, I'm sure there's a fair share of United fans there. Sure, there's a fair share of internationals who will say, hey, you know, sure, t- you, sure you get $20, $25 tickets just like Red Bull Arena. Why not? Yeah. You know, take a track out there and see them. And maybe, maybe they'll become fans. It's no different than when New York got Thierry Henry and Marquez and Janino and all that. It's kind of the same thing. And I, I mean, it, it, look, I'm glad it's not the Red Bulls doing it. I know he's only 32 and 32 is not ancient, but I, I'm kind of over these moves at this point for MLS. It, it's, he's a name. Well, Nick Chavez, you know, Nick Chavez, evil Nick Chavez tweeted today that he um, he said he's this, he's that, and he's only 32. And I'm like, you know what? Only in MLS and maybe China is only 32 a selling point. Like nowhere else does somebody go. He's only there's a reason Australia. he's in the top five leagues. Australia, <laughs> and part really of it not. is he's 32. Yeah. Right, right. I mean. He, and he, you know, of course, he he misunderstood me. He's like, you know, he kept defending him. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying he's not a good player. I think, you know, I don't know what Mourinho was thinking, but I'm sure he's still quality. But only yes, 32. Yes. I know what he's thinking. He got what? Well, how many million did he get for him? That's what he's yeah. thinking. Guys, Schweinsteiger didn't just lose a step. He lost like his legs, yeah. <laughs> y'all. Because That's if he no. can't get a game with. With this United team, well, that's what got him that great. Mm-hmm. And you know, and and his options to go to Chicago. I mean, come on, guys. I mean, uh, it's, it, I think it's an embarrassing signing, is what that is. Um, the fact that, uh, in some way, without us ever knowing, I'm sure Schweinsteiger either wanted to go to LA or New York, right? right. And he had to settle for Chicago. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I come on, come on. Um. So United, I, you know, look, I don't want to knock them. They haven't lost since they since the match against was it Chelsea? They haven't lost in 18 matches now, and yet they're still only in fifth. Um, and frankly, taking fifth place from Arsenal is not an achievement these days. Um, Phil Babies Jones is candy. Out. What's that? Babies and candy spring to mind on that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just look. I never said he wouldn't. I never said he wouldn't achieve. I actually think he's underachieving with this with this team. If they win the Europa League, well, obviously, you know, then he hasn't. Well, but... let's bear in mind though, there are still nine. Does they have nine games to go? I can't remember how many they've got now. Are they on twenty? They 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 have only played twenty. Um, what is it? Twenty-seven. They played or. 28. They played 27. 27. Okay, so they've got 11 games left. Yeah. I mean, that's still 33 points up for grabs. 33 points on top of what they got now. That's, uh, what is it, 83, I think? 85, even. 85. So, all right. So, given on their current rate, I believe they're around about two, just over two a game. So, it's another 22 points on there. 
on their current average. You know, and, and that gives them some leeway between that, 22 to 33. You know, it gives them some, and I, I think he's just going to creep up on the outside and yeah. get there. I mean, by the same token, just going back to the Arsenal sort of thing, um, you know, Arsenal still have a lot of games to play. So potentially, all the stars align and everything, you could still say, well, we'll make fourth place. We're not out of it yet. No, no, no. But no, it's just no, going to be that much more difficult. Be a real shame same... if that. It'd be that shame if that game against Tottenham was what cost you, wouldn't it? <laughs> that just that'd oh. be just. Oh, would that just wouldn't be delicious? Hey. Well, you know, you know what would make your year. What you'd be hoping for is, yeah, probably won't win the league, but meeting Arsenal twice, once in the final at the FA Cup yes. and once at the uh, thing, and doing us both over both yeah. times, and just stitching us up completely. It'd be a reverse double for you. Well, so I've actually got. There's a part of me that wonders if it's good or bad if Arsenal beat Tottenham to win the FA Cup. Because I don't, if Wenger like goes off in the sunset afterwards, and you know it's this one final thing, and and he's got another trophy, and yeah, it was a, it's a shame how he'll the, be the most successful manager as far yeah. as FA Cups concerned. So th- that's a good story, but at the same time, if he wins it, do you really think he stays? Because I think he probably oh, I stays. Think he's staying anyway, oh, he's staying. I just yeah, I do too. Found a, a way, you know. I think he's signed that contract. As yeah, soon as things yeah. started getting sticky, and went, hmm, I'll have another couple of years at eight million a year. Um, you know what, guys? I I love this conversation mostly because it presumes that Tottenham will somehow beat Chelsea. It's oh, hilarious. We're not Chelsea. We're not oh, no, 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 no. We weren't talking about a double. I was talk- just purely talking a North London double. Let me tell you something. Uh, I, I present this oh, to all three. Okay. Chelsea. But Chelsea's still in it, the FA Cup. Yeah, they are. If Chelsea beat Tottenham and Arsenal beat City, uh, how? What is the percent you want to give that Arsenal lose that match? What is the percent? I would how like many goal? Like what's? How many goals will you give me in Vegas? <laughs> like what's my? What are my odds here? Like you got to make you yeah, give yeah. me like. Well, you give me a three goal head start or something. Yeah, at least two. I, you got to at least give me two an extra time. I, at I least. Have to be honest with you guys. Whoever wins that match, Tottenham or Chelsea, I don't know. It might be the identical percentage number of how bad they want Arsenal to win that semifinal. Because either Tottenham or Chelsea would love nothing more than to just oh, yeah. stamp on Arsenal in that <laughs> final. Okay, I'm not even joking. Like, just like destroy. I that think problem. we we wanted a little more. We wanted a little oh, yeah. more. I'm not gonna lie. <clears throat> Maybe you do, but slightly. Slightly, not that it matters. Yeah, you've had a few other honest. consolation cups uh, in the meantime over in Chelsea, so you know. Yeah. Uh, I think Tottenham. Tottenham would really love. I mean, it just reverses the whole whole Saint Totterdam day and all the rest of it, and you know that whole. You know, it smashes the hoodoo. It really does. Listen, remember there was a long, long run where we where you guys could never beat us. Could never beat us, and then once you did, yeah. you no, never stopped. You never yeah. stopped. That um, that was the one thing. That's one of the bigger things Mourinho did that most people don't talk about enough. Mm-hmm. Is that he st- he switched uh, that that rivalry uh, mm-hmm. on its head like mm-hmm. that because Arsenal crossed Chelsea every time, yep. every time, yep. and it's yeah, not you were a it's certain been... four or six points. 
Yeah, and it's not five years. It's not a couple years. We're talking about over a decade now mm-hmm. where Chelsea have gone out of their way to uh, disrespect Arsenal on, on, on the pitch. So, um, anyway. Hey, but, you know, you know Ars- yeah, Arsenal's best hope might be Mourinho really wants to win Europa League because he'll take the spot anyway. So Right. Mm. Well, I was wondering about that because if United win the Europa League and they finish fourth... Nope. Uh, Still only four spots up. Mm-hmm. It's fixed as four spots up for grabs, yeah. and that's it. Remember when Chelsea won the Champions League, they took the fourth spot from <clears> But I, I, I thought they changed it, though. I think it's still four No, they per... changed it so it's fixed at four per yeah. uh, per um, league, per country. I could have swore they changed it back, but maybe you guys are right. But Yeah, I'm, no. with, I'm with Fernando. I, I don't remember. Oh. It's something screwy. I'm I'm well, I'm the, sorry the, if I'm mistaken. The only reason I would I would say that it, it was changed is because United United can't get two spots. I mean, the Europa League winner has to get its own spot, regardless right. of whether it's in the same league or not. So yes, are they going to hand it to spots. the loser of the final? Irrespective of how they turn up, only four spots can be assigned to a particular league. But they only just had it the once. They only had it the once where Liverpool, if you remember, won the Champions League and came fifth. And the next right. year, no, I know they that. were in. But then after that, what they said was the winner of the Champions League gets in. And if you've already got four spots assigned to you, you only get three at that point, plus the winner of your Champions League from the year before. Right. But in this in this scenario, United is finishes fourth and wins the Europa League. So they're, right. in essence, they taking they, two spots. Someone they don't has take two to take spots. The there's no spot. an extra. No, no, what would happen, okay, because there's only four spots counted per... I'm, I'm on the UEFA website. No mm-hmm. more than five clubs can enter the UEFA Champions League from one national association. Oh, okay, there you go. Regarding okay, the top well, three associations, if two clubs from one of these countries win the UEFA Champions League and UEFA Europa League, and neither finish their domestic league in a position that qualifies them for the UEFA Champions League, the following will happen. The, in this case, we care. The UEFA Europa League winners will go into the UEFA Champions League playoffs. The mm. club that had qualified for a UEFA Champions League playoff spot via their domestic league competition, i.e. finish fourth, transfer to the UEFA Europa League. So... Okay. You, Barry, wow. and Zach okay. are correct. Got it. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> um, so. I don't wish that on you guys for anything, by the way. <laughs> I do wish it on I'd us. rather finish I do wish seven. it. We deserve it. We deserve it as a team and we deserve it as a fan base. <laughs> I actually want to quit playing. Just quit playing like and get just, the FA Cup. Let, let us come seventh and then be done with yep. it and then just have it all crashing down. House of cards pulled out, rug pulled out from under us. And let's get it sorted and start again. I would rather that too, but there, I, I, I recognize, as a because at the moment it's a lingering death. As a, uh, as a student of human nature, there's something mm. that you know, just karma. We deserve it, but um, well, we're gonna suffer either way. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a long or short. Oh no, no, the Europa suffering is way, way worse for others. No, no, I'm talking about we just miss out completely. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, the, yeah. You know, playing on a Thursday, no, uh, no, thank you. Um, it, it's well, you just, know, you know, it did Chelsea a good. Uh, we're it talk- didn't do us good. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of the Europa League, I was on YouTube recently and I was watching a video of uh, 
you know, Chelsea winning Champions League. And I saw, you know, they recommend they recommend videos. And I I clicked on the uh, video for the the 2000 UEFA Cup. And do you know who was playing in that match, guys? Awesome. Arsenal. And you know how they lost? Because I watched the video, so I <laughs> I wanted to remind myself. Penalties against Galatasaray. Yep. Yes. Oh. Yes, because we couldn't oh. be asked with it. Yeah. <laughs> Got all the way to the final, so like we couldn't yeah. be asked. I know. We're all there in the yeah. Champions League, Europa, or it was UEFA Cup at that UEFA point. Cup, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and yeah. Ugh. I think he's more bitter about that than that than I am about that giant Super Bowl from that same year where they just got their asses <laughs> yes. kicked by the Ravens. <laughs> That's right. That's Fernando, right. Fernando. So yes. Cahill redeemed himself by scoring the second goal. Cahill, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be wearing the captain's armband in the England match. Mm-hmm. Cahill kind of sucks. Uh, he's not a great player. I, I think I've said that more than once uh, on this podcast with you guys. I don't think he's a great player, but uh, because he's prone to uh, mistakes much more than John Terry ever was um, in his prime. Uh, now, is he a good player? Yeah. If he has the right central, if he has the right partner, um, you know, he's, he, he can be better than a good player sometimes. But um, we've already seen this season that he's scored two on goals. Uh, that he's given, he gave a penalty away last week. So, um, but I don't think he's a bad player. I just don't think he's a great player. And and to and you know, if we had a competition, Cahill barely makes the squad. If Ferdinand, Terry, and you know anyone else of the prime uh, central defender years of ten years ago, um, he doesn't make the squad. He's not as good as those guys. At least to me, he's not. Um, anyone who saw him play in the World Cup. Uh, <laughs> Would, would see that he didn't cover himself in glory. Now I know he was playing with, I know he was playing with Jack Yelka, but he he didn't look good at all. So I mean, um, again, uh, and I'm not trying to knock one of my own. I'm just a, a little a realist do you about think how good do you a think player it's, is. It's basically coming number K uh, Cahill. You know, um, your time is basically up at the end of this season. No, but I, I do think that it, number one, it exposes the lack of depth. England have in the central uh, defender ranks that it you know Cahill outlasted everybody and now by default he's he's the captain. Hmm. <laughs> um, well, I meant in, in terms of at Chelsea actually. Uh, I mean, no, I, I think there's certainly a possibility, but I don't think uh, a couple of things would need to happen uh, because there is a scenario where you know what if they buy Benucci from Juventus? What if, and that they are going to call back. Andreas Christensen from his two-year loan at uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, and he's supposed to be a player. Um, mm. They have Kurt Zuma. Uh, David Luiz is there. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see how they juggle that because Cahill is not a young guy anymore. Mm. Um, if they were to sell him, this would be the summer to do it. Um, now, uh, the things he has going for him is that he's English and he's the club captain now. Um so I, I really don't know how they would do that. I think it'd be interesting to see how Conte sort of does that because I think if they do bring Benucci in, um, that would be a problem for Louise and uh, Cahill. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think he's. You know, I remember back when he first 
was was moved to Chelsea, and he was uh, Arsenal was in for him. I think United were in for him, and he just never even came close to his potential. Um, it's just interesting. We just missed out on him the year before. Yeah, did yeah. you? Yeah, yeah, that was that was Harry Redknapp's eleven hour deal. That was in his last transfer yeah. window, and he wanted to bring him in right away. Because Ledley King couldn't play every week. Right. That's right. Couldn't, couldn't play practice. every other week at that point. Yeah. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. or any or any given minute, apparently. Yes. Um, you leave so. that man alone. He's a saint. <laughs> <laughs> that is. No, I mean, you know, what, out of the game you know what the weird thing is? Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, how great would it have been if he had actually stayed healthy? Well, uh, I mean, oh, yeah. because, uh, because you could have had a legitimate three-part conversation about Ferdinand, King, and Terry uh, mm. have at it. Who's who's better? Who who does this better? Who who does who's better at that? Um, yeah. And the sad part is, is that his body just just failed him. I, I think m- most football supporters would recognize that Ledley King was a supremely talented player whose body let him down. Mm. Um, but anyway, no Aiden Hazard, um, no Hazard, no problem. Another, you know. Tottenham, no Kane, no problem. You guys know Hazard, no problem. Um, Costa just keeps rolling along, costing everywhere he goes. Do, <laughs> Do you see a change in style there, Fernando, with with uh, Hazard not being in? I thought I saw, because it seemed a bit bit more of a struggle, less incision. Uh, well, it was definitely harder for us um, to uh, figure out the final third in that match. We did miss his inventiveness with his dribbling and, and being able to move forward once he got the ball. We really didn't have that um, in that match, and I thought Stoke played this pretty well. Um, Stoke had no intention of moving into our part of the field at all. Um, they were playing oh, for the I point. Oh, I dispute that. I, th- I thought. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. Th- you think that? No, I didn't think. Yes, I, I do. No, I mean, Arnautovic made the byline quite a few times, I thought. Yeah, he did. But there was a spell in the second now, the, half. Now the rest which... of the team weren't. The, 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 I think the rest of the team weren't always keen on supporting him. That was noticeable. That he had two sitting in front yeah. of him. Four. I mean, Stoke had a little period in the second half where they uh, really gave it, gave Chelsea a problem. But they never tested Courtois. He, he didn't mm. have anything to mm. do. So I mean, um, uh, again, I, I just felt that they sat back, they defended very well. It was a low block. I thought they did a great job with that, and it almost worked. But, um, you know, luckily Cahill was able to uh, put one away. Uh, I mean, again... I, you Did know, you think I, the Walters thing was a penalty? No, no. I thought it was soft. But Cahill put himself in there. He did something stupid that he shouldn't have done. Couture was going to get the ball. I don't know why he did that, but um, he got caught. So I, I thought it was a soft penalty. But when you do something stupid like that, you know... You get punished. So, um, well, what did you think he did? Because I, I, there was there was difference of opinion as to whether it was a push or something else. I mean, I, he definitely touched him, but I don't think it was a full force push. It was more one of those uh, please move kind of things. Mm. But I don't think it was forceful at all. I thought, see, I, I didn't think it was a push. I actually thought he caught his heels before the push. Well, I thought Walters made a meal out of it, but and it worked. Mm. So I mean, mm. you know, he uh, Cahill paid the price. But I, I, I you know, again, uh, that was the only worthwhile attacking thing Stoke did the whole match. And um, you know, I, I, I was resigned to only coming away with a point. Which, by the way, at that ground, I think most people would take a point. Yeah. 
So uh, the fact that we were able to pull, pull it out, I thought was great. Point and no injuries. And, that's always a good thing yeah. to note. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so... Um, I wouldn't plus, know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plus, you know, uh, it, Diego got to let some demons out in that match. <laughs> I, I, yeah, he really I did, hadn't seen he? him that. I was betting he, he was going to get sent off because he was yammering yeah. so much. Yes, that was the old Diego. That was last year's <laughs> Diego. I hadn't seen Boy. that since last year. Yeah. He had to match Jamie Vardy in the for the D-bag award of the season, how Vardy should have yeah. in the fans after scoring the poacher's goal. I was like, you're the best. Well, it was you're funny because we saw kid. Sanchez um, and Costa both doing a lot of moaning and arm-waving in two different matches, and they were almost identical amounts of arm-waving and, you know, <laughs> uh, bending the ref's ear. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but look, uh, I, I just... We're 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 gonna win this thing. Um, Conte just has them relentless right now, and well, he said um, twenty-one points, hasn't he? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> which his, uh, he said, which is well below your current trajectory anyway. In terms yeah, of I just think he's, he's right. I mean, he's just that kind of guy where he's just not gonna let up. But I think uh, you know the countdown is essentially the beginning um, of when we oh, can clinch this thing. Oh, shut up already! We get it. <laughs> I mean, come on. Got the weather report. Have the bookies started paying out on it yet? I mean, seriously. No, but yeah, guys, come on. Remember, uh, we, they tried to fabricate a title race, and then no, we, they can't. We, I we mean, get... you, your average. No, they did. Two I point, didn't. Two point five points per game on your current trajectory, which means that uh, uh, very soon, unless Tottenham, even with Tottenham winning every single game, they're actually below. It's very difficult because they're only averaging just over two. So, no, it's over. It's not difficult. It's you know, over. It's, it's difficult for me to walk across Lake Erie to Canada. This yeah. is over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the um, how? Okay, we got to move on, Fernando. I mean, we just—it's boring to talk about you guys. Um, yeah, you've become boring. It is, isn't it? Ah, oh, winning. So boring. Nice guys, guys Let me now. Tell you. You've got a manager everybody likes and respects. Diego Costa That's Diego right. doesn't annoy us as much as he used to. Go fuck yourself. Um, yeah. But let's make that's, everybody... That's the other thing, you know. That's there the goes that PG rating you for tonight, nail, fam. You hit the nail on the head there, you know. I mean, he hasn't even got a blooming, uh, you know... It, the, the manager isn't someone you can despise, really, because Conte is actually quite a nice guy. He's and he's proven. Uh, I will say this: it next all. year, next year, his goal celebrations. Everyone's going to hate them next year. Everyone, the press, really? er, the supporters in other stadiums, other managers. This year, he's new. Ah, uh, welcome. Nah. But next year, no. Everyone's nah, going to start hating. The f- nah, people said eh, that about people Klopp, are still pe- Klopp's yeah, people exactly Klopp still okay with that. And yeah. you know, Pochettino has become more lively with his. You know, it's this is getting a little annoying already. Like he's having a poo. <laughs> hmm. um, Manchester City looks to be rebuilding the team this summer. Um, I, as as many 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 people, many people smarter than me, said, um, "Yeah, good Pep. You did it with Bayern in the Bundesliga and Barcelona in the Premier League. Yeah, now do it with just another club in England." And he can't. They don't really play for him. They are not particularly inspired. Um, he's a 
clearly they're a sieve in defense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they really are. Um, is this really down to the team? Can he rebuild his team, or is uh, is Pep being found out? Well, I, don't I think, think he's what... being found out. Oh, sorry, go on. Sorry. Well, I'd like to no. I'd like to give him another window at least to sort of see what he what he does with it. <clears throat> right now, I'm there a mess back there, and I don't see why you'd keep any of them. Yeah. If you're trying well, to, to, they're trying to win the Champions League. Like, let's be honest. You look at City. You look at the payroll and the you know what, last four seasons. They're trying to get past the quarterfinals, to the very least, of the Champions League. This team is like imagine. You know, I know we we all talked about Arsenal Bayern. This could have been twelve two with City versus Bayern. My God, just would have run them over. Mm. Well, I think when when someone like Pep Guardiola says. He's happy with the two keepers he has um, when they have been woeful this year. Um, you sort of have to, you know, sit back and say what's going on here because um, I, I, I find that statement hard to believe. Now, Joe Hart isn't exactly winning, uh, you know, hearts and minds over in Italy right now, but um, he's still better than the two keepers they have right now. And the fact that he said that I think was strange and kind of alarming. Um, he's already going to force Aguero out this summer. I think he's gone. Um, very, very clear, it, yeah. And, um, and you know, he's done this with, with everybody. You know, he, he told Ibrahimovic to go. He told Eto'o to go. Um, but this time, he doesn't have the best player in the world in his squad. So um, to, to tell a striker like that to go away. And, you know, Guardiola better be careful what he wishes for. Aguero... Is one of the one of the greatest strikers to ever play in the Premier League, and he's telling him to leave. That's just strange to me, isn't it? Well, the other thing is, it does John Stones suck? Yes. Or he cannot be salvaged <laughs> at this point. He's just trash. Yes. I think. I don't, he has think, to I don't go. think he's I trash. I think he has to leave. Leave City. He's trash in that environment. Unless they, there's got to be a plan there to say, okay, we are going to build this team around. John Stones, and we're going to look at what he needs. We're going to look at having someone who's experienced, who is a, to come in as a mentor to him, to sit alongside. We're going to play a certain way for this team. This is where Guardiola is going to prove whether he really is as meticulous as the legends have. Have him, you know, whether or not he comes out with a plan at the end of this year. I think last year it was too soon in terms of he was coming in, but he isn't really. You know, finding out where the gaps are in the uh, club's organisation, what things he's going to have to do. You know, you bear in mind, Munich had a very efficient structure. They, you know, you look at play, look at the teams that uh, the teams they put out over the last twenty five years. There have been very few duff teams uh, since the early nineties. I think the last time that was where they had the blip, and then they got in. Uh, Beckenbauer and the others, and <clears throat> uh, Rummenigger, I think it was, and, and redid the whole of their back line, uh, their back office, uh, to 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 create this this dynasty of uh, um, uh, being there or thereabouts, and that's been since the mid '90s. You look at Barcelona; he was at Barcelona, and so he knew all the ins and outs. So he didn't have to really do any work, as such, in the back office. 
City, on the other hand, we've known they've been a bit of a mess. Not straight recruitment policies, not, um, you know, managers coming in and out without having that hierarchy at the back, that driving force that says this is how Manchester City are going to be. So th- this is where he'll prove whether or not he's any good. It's whether well, or not he can put something together like that. Why I ask is, do you see if Pep can get the best out of Stones, or do you just give up on him at this point and sell him to, like, I don't know, a middle-of-the-table team? Sell him. I don't want him right now. Well, Arsenal. Sell him to sell Arsenal. Him. <laughs> I, I was, was going to suggest that. We're, I'm gonna. This is, you know, look, I'm right so very, very rarely. Last year, you guys all said, no, no, he's one for the future, he's one for the future. I'm like, ah, they brought him into play. And it's like, and Barry, you said basically the same thing you're saying now. It's like, no, he needs to play alongside someone mm. experienced. He needs to be shepherded. He needs That's to right. Yeah. Along. He's incredibly young for a defender. And I'm like, he's. this isn't going to happen. It's not going to happen. No, no, they're, I know. No. Thrown him I, into I, I, we, we had that thing. They were looking to buy a finished player. And, and at 22, 23, him. he's not. And they yes. have destroyed him. And they need to, I, I, they need to get him out of there and send him to some... I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's a Steve. Send Bruce him to West Brom or someone. No, send him to West Brom and have Pulis. I was just gonna say, or Pulis, and have somebody basically no. build him up again, and then you'll have a guy who actually can play Is... and and will be a I mean, will be a long time English, you know, a national team player. Hmm. But he's not. He's... Well, Pulis won't do it because he's Welsh, so um, he'll have to send him somewhere else then. It, it, <laughs> um, Crystal Palace. Best. Stone's best options, two of them are non-starters, to play for Mourinho, to play for Conte. Those two will teach him what he's supposed to do. The third one is he needs to go to Italy. If he really wants to know how to defend, he should go there. He's right. not going to learn how to defend right. in England. He can't, go, he can't go to a big club. He can't go from, from City to another big club. He's got to get to a decent mid-table team. No, where... but that's where Fernando's right. Any club... In Serie A, in it, it, all the Italian teams know how to put a defense together. He's English. He's not. Yeah, going he's got to. Gotta, he's not going to Italy. He's got to like, learn how to do that. Yeah, but he's not going to Italy. That's like that's like saying I'm going to go. I'm. It's like saying I'm going to go play for a Serie A team. It's not going to happen. I mean, it's just he's English. He's not going to a Serie A team. Um, well, well, I mean, because. He's not going to get any better than he is right now. No. I don't think. I mean, his last short of some only club take him so betting far. their whole status on him and building it around him, which was what Everton were doing, because he had Jagielka next to him. Yep. Yep. And he left. Hey guys, so, listen, I'm sorry, you know, we're out of time. I screw gotta, himself. I got to. I got to cut this off. Um, don't forget, 10:50 Friday night, USA play. They got two huge qualifiers ahead of them. Massive games. Who have we got? Who've you got? Uh, Honduras on Friday and is it Panama? Is this the Who hex? Is this? this is the hex, this yeah, the and hex. they lost their first two. Yeah. Me and Joe Kinnear will be at both games. So <laughs> and they bring <laughs> back a lot of oldies but goodies. So thank God. Yeah. Thank God yeah, we seriously. got rid of Jurgen Klinsman and brought in a guy who was gonna innovate by bringing back a bunch of guys who well, you can get to qualify and then get into the World Cup, and then you can experiment with your team. <laughs> we're not get, we're not getting into the World Cup with these guys. Anyway, gentlemen, thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, cheers. Have a good week. Night, guys.